Welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is 3.04 p.m. on Friday, July 7th. In this 223rd episode of Live Till 5, 223, can you believe that? Been on the air for a long time, four and a half years almost now. Live Till 5 has been broadcasting from 3 to 5 p.m. every Friday live. We also re-air the broadcast Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. You can catch us on The Rebound by tuning in to KHMG on Saturdays from noon to 2, Sundays from 7 to 9 p.m. Or you can download the podcast of this show and many other great shows on khmg.org. You can also make contact with us through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio, Guam, find us, and then, of course, like us. That'll allow you to follow all the things that we upload to our Facebook page, including the link to the podcast for this show. So it's a great way to uh, tune in. Glad you're with us. Maybe you are in the car now, but you're going to be transitioning out of the car. You won't be near a radio. No worries. You can find us through our website, khmg.org, and listen to a live stream of the program through our website. So we want you to be able to listen to this show in its entirety. Some of you aren't wall-to-wall listeners. That's okay. Catch what you can today, Saturday and Sunday for the rebroadcasts, the podcasts, etc., etc. Glad you're with us today. I'm broadcasting from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. High atop the campus of Harvest Ministries on this 7th of July, 3.06 p.m. My name is Jared Baldwin. I am the host of Live Till 5. And as I said, this is our 223rd episode. And I'm sitting here drinking some piping hot coffee made from a off-brand drip coffee maker in a three-quarter filled gray, steel gray cup with a dark orange interior with a crooked KHMG 88.1 FM logo. We ordered some cups and all the crooked logo ones we gave to ourselves. And it's Folgers. Ah, it's pretty good, especially on a Friday afternoon. Yes, Folgers. We, we don't have real high standards sometimes. We just drink it because it's there, and it actually tastes pretty good when it's fresh. It's... Is good. Maybe you're uh, enjoying a nice little treat this Friday afternoon. Glad you're with us today. Live Till 5 is intended to entertain you a little bit, encourage you, edify you in your Christian walk, build you up, make you stronger in your Christian walk, and give you some helpful information about what's going on in the world around us. We take a lighthearted approach to most of the show just to give you a friendly little alternative on a Friday afternoon. And uh, we want to be a blessing to you. Let us know what you think about the show through our Facebook page again 
or you can contact us through khmg.org. There's a way to contact us there. So now it is July, July 7th, and there are a number of observances for this month of July. Did you know that this week uh, started the beginning of air conditioning appreciation days? I mean, even if that wasn't an observance, you probably could have made up that observance because this 3rd of July through the 15th of August, air conditioning appreciation days. Bioterrorism Disaster Education and Awareness Month is this month. Cell Phone Courtesy Month. The Dog Days of Summer are the 3rd through August 11th. Eye Injury Prevention, probably because of fireworks. Family Golf Month. Get Ready for Kindergarten Month. Independent Retailer Month, Juvenile Arthritis Awareness Month, National Black Family Month, National Blueberries Month, National Grilling Month, Ice Cream Month, Horseradish Month. How many of you like horseradish? I happen to like horseradish, like in mustard and things like that. Hot Dog Month, National Hot Dog Month with some horseradish on it and a little ice cream on the side. Sounds good. Eating it at a park because it's National Park and Recreation Month. Vacation Rental Month, Watermelon Month. Wheelchair Beautification Month. I didn't know there was such a thing, but that's cool. And Sandwich Generation Month. That is the generation that is trying to get their kids to move out of the house and go to college and be independent, but they're also taking care of their aging parents who are either moving back in with them or being moved into assisted living, the Sandwich Generation. I believe that's why they call it that. This past week was... Some There were some interesting observances, including, but not limited to, National Unassisted Home Birth Week that just ended today. Be Nice to New Jersey Week. Hey, Be Nice to New Jersey Week. Uh, it's the 2nd ter- through the 8th. almost said the 2 through the 8th. Uh, the 2nd through the 8th. Freedom Week, started on July 4th, goes through July 10th. National Tom Sawyer Days, the 7th through the 9th. So it's this whole... Weekend, also known as Fence Painting Days. I'm from the state of Missouri. Tom Sawyer was a uh, fictional character from from uh, from Samuel Clemens books and uh, uh, Mark Twain. So I just had a little. I need a little more of that Folgers here in a second during the break. This uh, the holidays that were celebrated or observed this last week. Canada Day was the first of July. So, O Canada, for all of you Canadians out there listening. Estee Lauder Day, uh, that was also the first. Uh, National Postal Worker Day, second half of the year day for leap years. U.S. Postage Stamp Day was the first, and Zip Code Day. Second was I Forgot Day, uh, made it to the USA Day. The second half of the year began on the second on non-leap years, which this would be one of those, so we are in the second half of the year now. Compliment Your Mirror Day on the third. International Plastic Bag Free Day on the 3rd. Let's see here. Stay Out of the Sunday was the 3rd, and Superman Day. The 4th of July, of course, was Independence Day. Fried Chicken Day was the 6th. That's yesterday. It was also International Kissing Day or World Kiss Day on the 6th. International Take Your Webmaster to Lunch Day. I think a webmaster probably put this together on a website and just threw that in there because they were hungry that day. But yesterday was Webmaster Take Your Webmaster to Lunch Day. And today is Chocolate Day, Father Daughter Take a Walk Together Day, and Global Forgiveness Day. Hmm. And Tell the Truth Day. 
Very interesting. A lot of different observances in this month. And just so you know what the lunar calendar is, the 9th of July will be a full moon. That is Sebastian Basildua's birthday. He's going to be, let's see here. I have Sebastian right here in the studio. Sebastian, happy birthday, by the way. Hey, thanks. And it's going to be a full moon that day. Nice. Perfect. Uh, How old will you be? You know what? I actually had to ask myself that a couple days ago. Like, oh, I'll be 26. Oh, at 26? Wow. Yeah. Hey, that's great. I know. I sound like I'm, you know, 18. No, that's good. Stay <laughs> stay youthful. Stay frosty. Uh, let's see here. We also have uh, the 16th is the last quarter of the moon. The 23rd is the new moon. And the 30th is the first quarter of the moon. So, full moon on the 9th. That'll be really nice. So, that's uh, Sunday. So what's your favorite kind of cake there, Sebastian, just in case anyone listening wants to make you something? <laughs> uh, I actually really like uh, German chocolate cake. Me too. That's what wow. I had for my birthday last week. What a, man, we should have shared. Yes, I, I ate it all myself. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, German chocolate. That, you like it with the icing that has the uh, pecan and oh, the yeah. coconut? That's oh, super good. That is really tasty. It's an acquired taste. Not everyone likes it because some people hate pecans. Some people hate coconut. Yeah. But and, they but work well together. I, like, I think German chocolate cake is yeah. one of the best cakes out there. Yeah. So let's ask Chris Harper what his opinion is. Chris, do you like German chocolate cake? Yes, I do, but I'm not a nuts guy, so oh, that's I right. don't do the nuts. So you can't do the traditional canned icing that comes with German chocolate cake because it has pecans in it. Tree nuts, you can't do but tree I, nuts, right? I haven't had that. I, I, I've had the, um, isn't it like a, a cream cheese Sort of a frosting or something? No, it's caramel. It's a caramel flavored frosting. Oh it's, yeah, it's totally manufactured, right. that's right. but yeah, it has yeah, coconut yeah. and pecans. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting mixed up here. You might be German thinking chocolate German. is is the one that has like the brown with the coconut. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. Sorry. So I'm the not. Black Forest has dark chocolate with cherries in it and like a creamy icing on it, which right. was the second place winner of the right. dessert contest last week. No, so you're not like nuts that. about it or anything? Not nuts. Oh, oh, boy. Well, I get a little allergic. I'm not. I'm not terribly allergic to nuts, but I get sort of the itchy mouth sort of. Yeah. Uh, allergy with uh, with the nuts i could eat nuts but then it, it's uh uncomfortable well, your son is very allergic though right yes my son yeah, very yes, allergic, steer like, clear deathly allergic yeah. to nuts which is a uh, you know something to keep that keeps us on our toes yeah all I'm the sure. time oh, i'm sure. sorry yeah well yeah. sebastian won't have to share his cake with steven uh, because no. he can't I won't have come the to your house and be like, "Hey, I have a <laughs> so. spice for Steven here." Yeah. Well, maybe someone can make Sebastian some uh, German chocolate cupcakes. All those listeners out there, you know, Sebastian. It's on the ninth. You could bring him in on the tenth on Monday, and he would, he would eat them. But uh, yeah, so congratulations, Sebastian. Twenty six years of life. I mean, I'm saying that presumptuously. You got to still make it through Sunday, but. Hopefully. Hopefully. This would be a really sad broadcast if that doesn't happen, actually. It would be sad on the broadcast if something happens. That's right. I've heard, you know, I think somebody growing up used to say, you know, you'd say, well, I'm going to do this. And then they would say, if ever you should live that long. Right, yes. I don't know why they added the if ever, but they was. you know, if ever you should live that long. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess it's it's just trying not to be too presumptuous. So, But Sebastian... You know, the odds are in your favor that you'll make it to your big 26, 48 hours from now. (laughs) And hopefully you'll get to celebrate it with a little cake. And uh, I know you're not a baker yourself, but, you know, the cake mixes, if you end up making yourself one, it's very easy. (laughs) Make my own little cake. Yes, make your own big cake. I mean, hey, (laughs) you know, just eat the whole thing. Yeah, it's your birthday, man. So, 
Hey, well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the themes for this summer. I have some Stranger Than Fiction, The Buck Stops Here, Idioms, This Day in History, and more. So stick around. This is episode 223 of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is Friday, July 7, 316 p.m. If you're listening to the live broadcast, again, you can catch us on Saturday, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on 88.1 FM. Stick around. More Live Till 5 after this break. with a little more live till 5. It's 3.20 p.m. on Friday, July 7th. Glad you're with us. I should say 2017. Just in case you're listening to a podcast sometime 117 years in the future and you want to know what year was this archive broadcast that we found at the Smithsonian of this unique, special transmission? Well, it's the year 2017. And it's a great year, by the way. And sticking with the whole time capsule type concept, I do want to talk about what happened this day in history. Our regular co-host, segment provider, and historian, Professor Lawrence Nackengast, is not in the studio today. Unless he is later, but I don't think he is because his family's on island. He's out entertaining them, helping everyone get a, a nice base sunburn before they go back to Michigan and Maryland. So let's take a look at what happened on July 7th. I can't do this quite as well as Lawrence does, but let me let me give it my best shot here. In 1754, King's College opened in New York City. It was renamed Columbia College 30 years later. 1754. Can you believe there have been universities in America that old? Wow. 1846. The U.S. annexation of California was proclaimed in Monterey after the surrender of the Mexican garrison. 1862, the first railroad post office was tested on the Hannibal and St. Joseph Railroad in Missouri. That's where I'm from. I'm from near St. Joseph, uh, Kansas City. St. Joe is about an hour drive from Kansas City. I used to be in the Air National Guard in St. Joseph, Missouri. As a matter of fact, not to get on a rabbit trail, but since you asked, uh, my Air National Guard unit was actually in Missouri, St. Joseph, Missouri, but entirely surrounded by the state of Kansas. Isn't that interesting? Because the Missouri River in a great flood redirected itself and it cut off part of the state of Missouri. And now that little piece of Missouri is actually entirely encompassed by Kansas or the Missouri River. And so you actually have to cross into Kansas to cross back into Missouri to get to the Air National Guard base. Rosecrans Air Base, by the way, for all of you uh, Air Force aficionados. 1937, Japanese forces invade China. 1946, Mother Frances Xavier Cabrini was canonized as the first American saint. 1949, Dragnet, 
bum 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 uh, was first heard on NBC radio. 1981, U.S. President Ronald Reagan announced he was nominating Arizona Judge Sandra Day O'Connor to become the first female justice on the United States Supreme Court. 1987, public testimony at the Iran-Contra hearing began. In 1994, Amazon.com Inc. was founded in Seattle, Washington under the name Cadabra. I didn't know that. Hmm, Interesting. Let's see here. Cisco Systems in 2000 announced that they would buy Netiverse Inc. for $210 million in stock. It was the 13th time Cisco had purchased the company in 2000. So in the first six months of the year 2000, Y2K, Cisco Inc. bought, Cisco, Cisco Systems Inc. bought 13 different companies. And that one there, Netiverse, was $210 million. That was a big year for them. In the year 2000 also, same day, to, uh, July 7, 2000, Amazon.com announced that they had sold almost 400,000 copies of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, making it the biggest selling book in retailing history. In e-tailing history, sorry, not retailing, e-tailing online sales. 2003, in Liberia, a team of U.S. military experts arrived at the U.S. Embassy compound to assess whether to deploy troops as part of a peacekeeping force in the country, Liberia. Very interesting nation, Liberia. Repatriated slaves, I believe, uh, in Liberia, or generations after slavery. Now for one of my favorite segments. It is called The Buck Stops Here. Words of Wisdom from the desks and walls of many a successful person, including but not limited to politicians, theologians, statesmen, and barons of industry. Civil rights attorney Thomas Newberger, born and raised in Wilmington, Delaware, found a public accounting firm, founded a public accounting firm in May of 1981 after practicing as a partner in a medium-sized Wilmington law firm. As a result of his expertise in the First and Fourteenth Amendments to the Constitution, he was twice honored by being asked to testify before committees in the U.S. Congress. Besides his experience representing clients in civil trials and appeals, he has lectured other lawyers and students on areas of federal court practice and procedure, litigation tactics, the First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and recent case developments. The words on his desk are from Matthew 12, 26. Very interesting when someone has a Bible verse on their desk to inspire them. Matthew 12, 26, this excerpt of that verse says this. With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Thomas Newberger, civil rights attorney and constitutional expert. And that is The Buck Stops Here. Always fascinated by what inspires people, what they have on their desk. Me, I have Dilbert cartoons on my desk sometimes, and so maybe I need to kind of upgrade my inspirations. Now, what is also inspiring is the English language and the use thereof. And one of our faithful listeners, when she's on island, PC, gave me a book 
Over a year ago, the Dictionary of Idioms by Marvin Turban, and this is a scholastic book, and we've been working our way through some idioms, some turns of phrase, some English figures of speech that are not always self-explanatory. Sometimes they're obvious, or even if you've never heard it, you probably knows what know what it means. That would be an effective figure of speech or idiom because... You should know what it means when someone says it. However, there are times where there are idioms and either the origin or the nuance of the idiom is not easily understood. I'm here to help. Especially for those of you who maybe didn't grow up speaking English as your first language. It's not your heart language. So you've heard some of these things, but maybe you've never never known where they came from. Well, let me enlighten you. For example, the idiom, spitting image. Originally, this saying was spit and image. Spit was the old word that meant likeness, but the original word might have also been spirit, shortened into spit. As the years went by, spit and was pronounced spitten, later became spitting. The word seemed to fit because people said that a boy looked a lot like his father, could have been spit out of his father's mouth. Today, any relative can be the spitting image of another relative. A related expression is chip off the old block. It means a perfect resemblance, an exact likeness, the spitting image. It's kind of like when you see someone's baby picture, and then they have children, and their babies look just like their baby picture. They're the spitting image. Split hairs. William Shakespeare used an expression similar to this about 1600 in one of his plays, and splitting hairs has been widely used since the late 1600s. When the, say, when the saying originated, it was thought to be impossible to split anything as fine as a hair. It means to argue about small, unimportant differences to split hairs. Stick in the mud. Although the idea behind this idiom goes back at least 500 years, the exact phrase, stick in the mud, was first heard in the early 1700s. It probably came from the image of a wagon stuck in the mud. Soon people started describing a dull, overly careful person as a stick in the mud, a person with old-fashioned ideas that avoids anything new, ignores progress, and fights change, is a stick in the mud. Stick to your guns. At first, it was a command to sailors manning the guns on military boats to stay at their posts, even when the boat was besieged by enemies. Later, in the middle 1700s, the saying was extended to include anybody who persisted in holding on to his or her convictions. To stick to your guns means to stand firm and hold on to one's position in the face of opposition. Stick your neck out. This 20th century Americanism, probably originated in the 1930s, referred to a chicken or turkey that got its neck stretched out when pulled on the chopping block. Means to take hold or danger, take bold or dangerous risks to expose yourself to criticism, that is to stick your neck out. Still waters run deep. Have you ever heard someone say this about someone that's really smart? The English proverb has been used since the 15th century, so the 1400s. It's similar to the expressions that have been used by other people in other countries that date back to ancient, the ancient Roman Empire. It's based on the fact of nature. The shallow water in a river runs fast, but deep water is usually calmer. This expression is sometimes applied to quiet people who you think are safe, but who may be dangerous plotters, spies, or saboteurs. Somebody can be more knowledgeable or emotional than he or she first appears to be. A silent person may be intelligent. That's still waters 
run deep. Here's a few more. Stir up a hornet's nest. Popular saying originated in ancient Rome. By the 1700s, people were saying it in English. There's a sensible warning that says, let sleeping dogs lie. Don't stir up a hornet's nest is a good piece of advice, too. Provoking a nestful of dangerous, stinging hornets would be foolish and dangerous. If you stir people up with your ideas or opinions, they might be as furious. To make people furious, to cause trouble, means to stir up a hornet's nest. Straight from the horse's mouth. I've heard this said many times. always wondered exactly what this meant. If you want to know the age of a horse, you should examine the size and shape of its teeth. Someone trying to sell you a horse may say it's young. But if you get your information straight from the horse's mouth, you should know for sure. This expression is relatively modern, dating back to the 1920s. It means directly from the person or place that's most reliable source or the best authority, straight from the horse's mouth. Straight from the shoulder. I've never heard this phrase before. This is another well-known saying. No, I don't think so. Well-known saying. How many of you listeners have heard straight from the shoulder? Anyone? Anyone? No, I haven't either. Uh, This is another well-known saying, according to this book, that comes from boxing. A prize fighter knows that a punch thrown straight from the shoulder is a full-force punch. It is quick, effective, and to the point. In the late 1800s, the expression took on a wider meaning. If someone speaks to you from a sincere, honest way, even though it may upset you, he or she is speaking straight from the shoulder. Other idioms that come from boxing are hit below the belt, on the ropes, and pull no punches. Huh. I've never heard that one. It means to speak frankly or honestly, straight from the shoulder. Straighten up and fly right. This popular modern African-American expression could relate to birds or even airplanes. Instead of flying in a curved or crooked way, perhaps as a joke, the bird or pilot should readjust his flight pattern, straighten out his course, and fly directly to his destination. People who waste time in aimless pursuits could be given the same advice, figuratively speaking. Stop fooling around and try to achieve your goal. Stop behaving foolishly. Start acting serious. Straighten up and fly right. How about this? Straw that broke the camel's back. We've heard this phrase many, many times. Do you know where it came from? Do you? In 1677, there appeared an expression, the last feather that breaks the horse's back, which suggests that a horse could carry only so much weight on its back. If the weight of even one feather was added, it might make the horse collapse. Charles Dickens, the famous English novelist of the 1800s, changed the saying to the straw that broke the camel's back, and today it means people can take only so much trouble before they reach the limit of their endurance. One additional burden on top of many others might be all it takes to overwhelm a person. This idiom is so well known that it is often shortened to just the last straw or the final straw. So this idiom has an idiom. The final straw or the last straw. It means one final problem or misfortune that, added to previous troubles, proves more than a person can bear. And the final one, to strike a happy medium. To strike often means to hit upon something. A medium is a position midway between two extremes. So when people want different things, they hit upon a compromise solution halfway between their opposite wishes. They found a medium point that makes them both happy. To find a compromise to a problem, to find a sensible solution midway between two opposite desires is to strike a happy medium. And that is our little group of idioms for today. Now, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have Josh Taylor in here with us, kind of joshing around. We also are going to have Sebastian Basil do it, doing a little quiz with us today. We're going to talk about our theme for the day, and I'll save that for that time. And we're just going to 
just have a little chat with y'all as I go and refill my Folgers coffee. And uh, stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 223 on this Friday, July 7th. If you're listening to the live show, you might be listening to the rebroadcast on Saturday from noon to 2 or Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m. You can catch us on the rebound on 88.1 FM. Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Or go to our website, khmg.org. Download our podcast or listen to the live stream there. And of course, let us know you're listening either through our website, khmg.org, or through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Like us, leave us a comment, send us a personal note, give us some constructive criticism. We love hearing from you. We're going to take a short break. When we get back, more live till 5. With a little more live till five, it's three thirty-nine p.m. on Friday, July seventh, here at the worldwide headquarters of KHMG Harvest Family Radio, eighty-eight point one FM. Glad to have you with us today. I'm joined in the studio now by our summer team: Chris Harper, all-around good guy and station manager; Sebastian Basildua, soon to be. 26 years old who likes German chocolate cake, <laughs> long walks on the beach, and uh, white water rafting. And his best friends call him Chin. Chin. Some do. And then, oh, of course, yeah. Josh Taylor, who you just heard there. Josh is here just joshing around. And Devin Taylor, who's just kind of sitting off to the side, enjoying the show today. So glad you guys could all join us today. Then I don't have to be the Lone Ranger. Get it? See the tie-in to the bumper music there, the Lone Ranger song. <laughs> Glad you guys are with us state Now, Sebastian, you have prepared a quiz for us. Now, the last couple of weeks, I've not really been on my A-game when it comes to the quizzes. So yeah, maybe today, I'll turn I'll turn the turn the corner and uh, regain my you know, my mojo. I was going to say, you actually haven't even had a game. No, it's been a non-existent uh, entity. And I did go back and listen to the rebroadcast last week. Yes. Chris, you did win by uh, eight-tenths uh-huh. of a point because oh. because you, Sebastian, yes. gave out the answer yes. before I was allowed to make my pick, ah. and therefore only got point two points of it. And so instead of there being a tiebreaker, I had to concede. So it was kind of like— uh, oh. But who's counting? Uh, yeah, that was, that was me. That was me. I was very competitive. Job. I, had, I didn't even notice. I'm not fit for I this had my, job. I had my etch a sketch, listening to the rebroadcast and tallying the points. Who did we think won? I don't even. <laughs> no, know it was who. you. It was you. We thought oh. it was you. I, I oh. was. Oh, wait, I was okay. holding out hope yes. to see oh. if I could potentially have oh. snuck in an answer, but. Okay. Good old Chen hey, over here. We all got a smiley face sticker. So I was we right. all are a a okay. Yeah, yeah, you were right. Oh, we don't give out grades in here. I'm really good at my job. He won. I'm bitter because I didn't have a chance to make you that You know what? Answer. You can find content in, in, in Christ, just so you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you can overcome adversity. <laughs> That's not... Contentment's not a problem. It's Which the bitterness. bitterness. It's okay. the bitterness. All right. I'll pray for you. 
I appreciate it. <laughs> I need it. Do you want me to start this quiz? Or? Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I will keep score, better score this time, and I will not interrupt your answers um, to remedy this. So... <laughs> Here we go. There goes I all call my this, excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I call this you scream, I scream, we all scream for another one of Sebastian's Fantastic Trivia. That is a great title. Thanks. I tried my Good hardest. job. Okay. Good job. I like the unpredictability at the end. That's, that's my favorite part. <laughs> all right. So um, this quiz is about ice cream. All right. So we'll start with Ice Rump. Cream. Name that movie. Is it a uh, music man? No. Booyah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I'm keeping score here. That's so. right. Because they keep the, it's the barbershop guys, right? I keep sing- want that man's credentials. <laughs> oh, we've talked about this. We've talked yeah. about this. He, uh, he's a no good uh, thimble, thimble rigger. He's a uh, no account. I wish I had it. We, 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 had, we, we had a whole discussion about that, but the ice cream one, as soon as you said that, I'm like, that sounds like the music band. A two-bit double shuffle, no account thimble rigger? Or I something? think that was something like that. Yeah. All right, so Sebastian. <laughs> okay. Ice heard, cream. Heard you had a quiz for us. I have a quiz for you. Um, all right. You guys should get this. If, if you're paying attention in previous episodes... Um, are you talking to the audience at home or Everyone us? Okay. who has ever been listening, including you guys. Which flavor of ice cream and frozen novelty is America's number one choice, according to the International Dairy Foods Association? Chocolate, coffee, strawberry, or vanilla? Vanilla. 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 Congrats. You're all wrong. I'm just kidding. Vanilla is correct. Boom. Wow. Goes with everything. I'm glad you remembered this. Now, remember. question is, which one would I choose? I'd go with strawberry. I go with coffee. Chocolate came in second, actually. Um, I like coffee. I would go with yeah, coffee. I do. The only one well, I every like time. chocolate. Every okay. Time. Which American ice cream company boasts the slogan, ice cream of the future? Baskin Robbins, Dippin' Dots, Carvel, or I can't believe it's not yogurt. It's got to be Dippin' Dots because that's just it's a futuristic little balls. I think Dippin' Dots. I would go with Dippin' Dots. I'm going with yogurt. That's not an option. Yeah. It's, I can't believe it's it not says. yogurt. I can't believe it says, it's not yogurt. I can't believe it's not yogurt. Well, that's what I mean. I can't believe it's, it's not, not yogurt. It's not yogurt. There's no yogurt to pick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, he's, see, Sebastian, one, he's, oh, he's so getting ready to turn 26. <laughs> I can't believe it's not yogurt. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Because it's not yogurt. Okay. Okay. All right. We got it. Well, uh, Chris, you're the only one wrong. Um, <laughs> it is Dippin' Dots. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, they do that with like dry sugary. ice or something. Those are right? that is really I it's, love it's really cool dots. stuff. I don't I don't really it's like been it that much. So long since I've had it. It almost is you get it right away, put it in your mouth, and it basically sticks to the roof nah, of your mouth. I don't mouth, like that. That's why I don't like it's it. It's that dry right ice. There. It's like wow. I, instead of getting ice cream, no. I think I got uh, liquid nitrogen. Yes, I, it's yeah. So cool. Your, the other thing is you have to take no out a mortgage. To, uh, yeah, they're the like seven seven to, bucks uh, for a big one. Uh, buy and your family ice cream. Your your taste buds literally stick to the dipping dot, and then they pop right off your tongue. You can have like a your. It's terrible for your. Did you hear the pun I made? What was that? I said it's so cool. No pun intended. When you have to say no pun intended, but you meant a pun. I know everyone is just cracking up in their vehicles right do now. Do you have a Do you have a crickets? Um, <laughs> no, you are laughing, yes. but everyone yes. else was. I was giving them time to laugh. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Which company set the the Guinness World Record for the largest ice cream cake in 2004? Dairy Queen, Ben and Jerry's, Carvel, 
or Baskin Robbins. 2004? I'm sorry. Well, just, just imagine that's not there. Just say the largest ice cream cake recently. Maybe. <laughs> recently, <laughs> maybe. Like more than a decade ago. In recent, in recent I centuries. I pulled from uh, I've got. Christmas. I've got my guess. I've got my right. guess. What's here? You got Dairy Queen, Ben and Jerry's, Carvel, and Baskin Robbins. Uh, I, I'm, I'd have to go with uh, uh, Baskin Robbins. All right. I'm going to go with Carvel because they are the ice cream cake company. Mm. I don't even know. That's why I have no idea. Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Jared wins that one. <sighs> Displayed at Union Square Park in New York. Weighing 12,096 pounds, 19 feet wide, and 2 feet high. It took 75 minutes to make and 54 people to assemble. In one of my very first episodes of Live Till 5, I didn't know anything about Carvel. I mean, when I was a kid, I remember a little bit of ice. You can basically you can buy this ice cream cake and decorate it yourself. It's like a kit you get at the freezer section. On I think it's all on the East Coast for the most part. But you can get this ice cream cake for like a birthday cake, and it comes with icing that you put on it yourself. And uh, so I vaguely remember it, but I did a whole, I used to do this section uh, from Ad Rewind, from Ad um, Ad Age website, yeah. and they always had these rewind, and they had a whole thing about Carvel and ice cream cakes. Never so I figured, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've heard of Carnival Cruise Lines. Now, no. question. What question number was that? Three. Why do I only have one point, son? What? It's ironic that you all got it right. So I I want. want It cancels it out. It cancels. Everyone gets canceled out. This is this This is brutal. This is the most socialistic. Oh my! You're the you're the game master, Sebastian. Yeah, I'm being consistent. Hey, you like you keep classroom out this window. Maintain classroom (laughs) control. I feel like I'm a running man. Like if I don't win, I'm gonna die. You can. You want to go to the corner? Okay. Question number four. (laughs) (laughs) What is Ed Berners best known for creating? The non-fat ice cream. Bunsen burner. The first novelty ice cream bar. Sprinkles. Or the first ice cream sundae. I mean, can you... Like, who invented sprinkles? Like, sprinkles just... That's just... Maybe Ed Berners. The very first time that somebody got some dirt on their ice cream. Like, you know what? If those were flavored, that'd be good. Mommy, I got dirt on my ice cream. No, those are sprinkles. Yeah, they're sprinkles. <laughs> Everyone loves those. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, go I'm, ahead. Um, I'm going to go with what are the? Uh, yes, I'm going with sprinkles. I'm going with sprinkles. Okay, Mr. Sprinkles. All okay. Right. Uh, did you say ice cream bar or ice cream sandwich? There's um, ice cream bar and ice cream sundae and okay. non-fat I'd ice cream. I'd say ice cream bar. Ice cream bar. And what is the company called? Uh, it's not a company. It's the a guy, individual. Ed Burners. Ed Burners. Yeah, he he created something. It was the non-fat ice cream. Oh, non-fat ice cream. I, who knows? You man. all are wrong. It's first ice cream Sunday. Wow. I mean, and I, here's some interesting information. It's controversial who made it, but he was the strongest cited. Oh, yeah. Um, ori- People are arguing constantly <laughs> about this. And it's originating, <laughs> uh, originated in Two River, Wisconsin in 1881. Charged only he only charged five cents, and he only served it on Sunday. Hence the name, ice cream Sunday. Um, he na- he that he changed the name to appease uh, a group of Christians who felt advertising ice cream on the Lord's Day was inappropriate. So that's why it's spelled with a D A E instead of a D A Y. Ah. Interesting. I didn't know that. I thought it'd be. I thought I'd share. But next question, which is question number five, what is the best-selling frozen novelty in the U.S.? Klondike bar, what drumstick, do do? dove bar, bar, or a toasted almond bar? 
if you go to Costco, it's definitely the toasted almond bar. But I'm going to do the, just because I cannot get it out of my head, what would you do for a Klondike bar? I think you're just always looking for an excuse to sing. sing. <laughs> which we're, No wonder we have you in the audio-visual department. We need to put you up front with the rest of the musicians. Um, I'm thinking it's the drumstick. Those Ooh, things are ubiquitous. I love the fudge at the bottom. I, I can't. That's like the one reason why I don't like them. Get out like, of here. Oh, no, that's the best oh, part. Man. Are you kidding me? Why? It's did like you a not... bonus treat. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the worst thing is, though, is when you get one that's a little bit uh, in the freezer too long because then the waffle cone part of it is basically like chewing gum. Yes, it I'm is. about to take it away is. the only point you have. <laughs> All right. Just for uh, being so <laughs> offensive about the. You're bad now than his Even if you do, what you I still about? have a point. Okay. All Dove, right. Dove bar. Dove Fine. bar. Dove bar is incorrect. And. Drumstick is also incorrect. Mm, it's the Klondike on. bar. What would you really? do? Wow. For a, Klondike a square bar. slice of vanilla, ice cream dipped and coated in I Swiss do love those, chocolate. by the Which, way. good news is. With the dark chocolate one. Just found out. You know, I went over there. JS Store has them for they a do. buck. Yeah. What? For a buck. Oh, I didn't you know, know for a buck. Time. For a buck. That's one of the crazy places. Because you know. spend five bucks on the uh, Ben and Jerry's over there. Which is also good. Man. Have you ever done that? gold on that one. I haven't done that. And, yes. they, and they have multiple... They have some. Okay, oh okay this is getting horrible. <laughs> they actually have a Yukon bar too. You know that, right? That's their uh, competitor's Yukon. It's not really? as popular. Yes, there is a Yukon. We're doing bar. it. Nice. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Here the Magnum bar they sell at uh, Walmart. Mm. What? In the states, Magnum bar, Magnum and it's a, it's like it's like a Klondike bar, but it's Walmart brand. Hmm. Very uh, tasty. So anyway. I don't know the prerequisites for being a scientist for this, but according to scientists, I want to be one at makeicecream.com. How many licks does it take to finish off one scoop of an ice cream cone? Ooh, let me think. 75, 100, 50, or 1,000. Why is the 50 not in order? I don't know. 75, 150. Okay, how about this? 50, 75, 100, and 1,000. But see, now I'm thinking that because the 50 was hidden under there after the 75 and It is tied right now, but I may change it. I am going to say <laughs> I'm going to go with 50 because it, it. I think a lot of it depends on the size of the tongue. But I'm going to go with 50. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> also the size of, I mean, also 70, the size wait, of the Wait, I'm scoop. almost done. 71, <laughs> 72, you had 73, 74. 75. It's 75. If you oh, had dipping yes. dots beforehand okay. and your tongue is 75 not super smooth, yes. <laughs> you're gonna, just reshaping that's, that's right. where you're going to get to the thousand. Well, Josh, congrats. It's 50. Wow. I also thought 75 because I mentally did it in my head too. Yes. <laughs> I guess a bigger scoop. But. I just don't eat enough ice cream, I guess. I mean, that also, yeah, the, the size of the scoop. But honestly, I don't, I don't see how the scientists, basically by the time they get into the 40s, you're talking about you're drinking it by now, anyways. Right? Yeah, because well, you be melted quick. it. I don't know. I guess if you're if you're licking it in a refrigerated room, see that? Yeah, yeah. it, it doesn't be, melt while you're licking it. What does that do? Because on because during the Liberation Day parade, two licks it's pretty much. I was gonna gone. say, what does it do to the the, 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 the moisture of your tongue if uh, if oh, that's wow. happening? So, wow. all right, here we go. First uh, world last problems. two questions uh, with a score update. Josh has three. Jared Four. has two. Three. And Chris has. One. Zero. One. Oh, because we canceled each other out on yes. that one. Okay. I'm being consistent. <laughs> All right. Here's the question. Which American-based ice cream company developed a cowmobile to drive across country and hand out free ice cream as a marketing technique? Ben & Jerry's? Good humor. 
TCBY or Blue Bunny. I remember TCBY, but they were a frozen yogurt. They were. So there's no way there's going to be a cow. Uh, the cow is definitely good humor. Good humor has a cow on it. See how confident I am? I'm very confident I've got my poker one. face on so you guys it, can't tell which answer it is. Hmm. And Blue Bunny, the Wells Blue Bunny out of uh, Wells, Iowa, oh, oh, has the a Wells Blue bunny. bunny is a coming down no, the street. that's different. <laughs> uh, it has a bunny, and so I don't think it's that. What was the f- the first brand? So we've got Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's. Good humor. I'll go with Ben and Jerry's. And Blue Bunny. What do I know? Ben and Jerry's? All right. I have no idea. Well, as far as everyone is right except for Josh. Oh, down because goes me. Because it is Ben and Jerry's. Because I think good humor is the good humor man. Isn't he the uh, good humor man? Yeah, I've heard of that. It was I thought cre- it was the color. This man. was created in 1986, Both. but the original vehicle burnt to the ground four months later. But then it was recreated in 1987. It burnt to the ground? An like, ice cream truck, yeah. Wow. It's crazy, I know. Last question. Are we ready? Tied with Josh and Jared right now. Ooh, no pressure, but there is a lot of pressure. Which month is deemed (laughs) National Ice Cream Month as well as the month that sells the most amount of ice cream in the U.S.? July, August, June, or May? See, June is out of order. I'll go last. I'll go last. (laughs) <laughs> oh man oh yeah you know what i'm gonna take just just like when in a game of knockout i always volunteer to go first it's like i will uh, the, the most the most glory comes in that and so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with july july june june you know you have to go what august. were the four what were the four choices you know you july go- august june and may and i have a good memory may Jared. <laughs> The correct answer is July. Yep. And Jared knew this, mm-hmm. but yes, he I vowed. I announced that earlier in the show. And, and he vowed to pick a different I answer. I said I would throw, I so would throw I it off. I was testing him right there. There you go. Man, my passed. conscience was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel my heart I'm pounding. Sorry, Do you not bring tiebreakers? you got to bring a tiebreaker. Well, no, I got, I I got a tiebreaker. Okay, good. I've got tie-breaker. a tiebreaker. Okay. All right. The tiebreaker is. And uh, I haven't checked my latest stats, so I have not Googled this to find out. But the, the last I as knew. Of, as of 2004? No, not 2004, <laughs> but as of, it's probably 2014. Oh, that's pretty uh, the, the, what it Which state in the United States consumes the most ice cream? Texas, Man, California, Texas. Alaska, New York. See, California. Per capita, right? Answer? Per capita. Oh, per capita ice cream. Yeah, not 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 the most volume. Oh, okay, but that, that's changed. Per things. capita ice cream. California. See, California. California is too healthy. They, California. They think they're too I'm healthy. Doing California. They if if it came down to uh, like hummus, is it hummus or humus? Humus. Oh, hummus. <laughs> okay. It's humus, humus makes it sound much humus. less appetizing. Humus is the decayed plant organic material. So yeah, got it. Just like hummus. it's Nutella and not Nutella. Mm-hmm. Or Orinka, or or you're one of those people Orinka that has to work time. through things verbally. I can tell. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> Do you have students like I'm, that? I'm showing my students the the process of yes, how to think. Yes. It starts with tying it to something that you do know to make it sound like you're taking an educated guess and you have no clue at all. Yes, yes. Because Chris knows this, I'm going Alaska. I would go Alaska as well. California, oh, it's Alaska. Yeah, it's Alaska. What? There you go. This, the tiebreaker is now broken. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I, I acquiesce. I, I, I give way to the senator from Michigan. The, the all-time 
method of breaking ties is the John Campbell. All right, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. I'm on those. Okay, I, I got lose. him with scissors. I was going to just give it paper. to you. I went well, with paper. Oh, you always go with paper. So you lose, Josh. I should have known right. it because I just I just watched the uh, Lego Batman movie. Yes, me too. And the guys are like, you always go paper. Like, Exactly. Like, that's why I just said that. Ah. That's what I said. That. You just yeah, snatched just his very feet from the jaws of victory. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but hey, you know what? It's better to lo- No, it's never better to lose. Well, we have about two minutes before the top of the hour, and uh, for those listening, we're going to have a whole second hour of the show, including, but not limited to, some Stranger Than Fiction. We also have the topic of the day, which is now ice cream. Also going to be talking about beach glass. All of you beach glass finders like me, I like looking for beach glass, especially Coca-Cola glass. I'm going to talk about that in the second hour as well. Plus, Josh is going to be joshing around with us in the second hour. But before we hit the top of the hour in this last two minutes, guys, what are you doing this weekend, Chris? I let's see. I'm preparing for Sunday school lesson. Okay, <laughs> that's most, that's good. Actually, that's what's on my mind. Honestly, that's what I'm doing this. Well, weekend. now I feel really Definitely. silly saying I'm going to go look for beach glass, but that's no, okay. no. That's that's what's on my mind. I don't know if there's any other fun things. But no room that's for anything fun. else. That's yes. actually fun. Too. Talking I, about the rapture this weekend, right? Talking about the rapture. So I'm nine thirty a.m. in the FLC. Uh, People should come to that. Yeah. There's a rapture. Now, Sebastian, you're celebrating your birthday on Sunday. What else are you doing this weekend? I go see a movie with oh. some fun people. Okay, yeah. excellent. Josh, what are you doing well, this weekend? Well, it's the, another week in July, so that means another celebration. My wife and I are having our 15th wedding anniversary wow. on Wednesday, July 12th. So it's not exactly this weekend, mm. but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up towards it. Nice. So 15. I got to know what I got. Where go. are you guys going? Are you like getting away? Are you going out for dinner? What are you doing? Bethany told me today, I said, the kids are at cool school. Let's get Annabelle to watch the babies. I'll take you out. And she said, great, but you're still taking me out for the anniversary, right? I was like, ah. <laughs> you thought it was a twofer. Of no, it is not. Of course I am. Yes, yes, so yes. So we have absolutely zero plans with that. I think 15, you're supposed to do something big. Yeah. So we might we might find somewhere that I don't have gift certificates to and go there. That, that's, that says volumes. When you care enough to send <laughs> the very best. You know, take her somewhere you don't have a gift certificate or a coupon for it. So that's great. <laughs> oh, I, no, I did Hun, not. I love you so much. I'm going to waste some money. <laughs> I did not say coupon. I'm still looking for coupons. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, uh, listeners, who knows what you're doing this weekend? These guys are all going to be having a good time. And uh, we're going to take a short break for the news. Come back for the second hour of Live Till 5. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Stick around for SRN News in the second hour of Live Till 5. back with the second hour of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. 4.04 p.m. on Friday, July 7th, episode 223. Been on the air for almost four and a half years. And we are glad to be with you on this Friday afternoon. We do this every week from 3 to 5 p.m., hence the name, Live Till 5. 
And then we also have a rebroadcast of the show in its entirety from noon to 2 on Saturdays, 7 to 9 p.m. on Sunday nights. You can catch us on the rebound noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday. So if you're listening on Saturday afternoon while you're driving around, it's probably about 1.05 p.m. Or if you're listening Sunday night, it's probably about 8.05 p.m. You're listening to a rebroadcast of a live show that happened on Friday afternoon from 3 to 5. You can also go to our website, khmg.org. That's khmg.org. O-R-G, and you can find the podcast for this show as well as many other great shows that we produce here at uh, as, maybe I shouldn't even say many other great shows because that implies this is a great show many shows that are great uh, on KHMG Harvest Family Radio Building Great Leaders with Dr. Les Ola Living Redemptively with Dr. Douglas McLaughlin Harvest Time uh, Harvest Echoes Harvest Whispers Harvest thoughts, uh, harvest uh, mumbling, and har- har- I can't remember. What are all the different shows we have? We have a lot of- Heart of Harvest. Heart of Harvest. I knew yes. there was one. <laughs> Heart of Harvest. So go to our website, khmg.org, and find out which ones I are actually there and not just what I just said. Don't did, take my word for it. I did put in a uh, request if I could host the Spleen of Harvest. The Spleen of Harvest. That's, <laughs> that's good. I have to first figure out what the Spleen does. It produces yeah. bile, and yeah. you might be a candidate. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> Because I'm wow. pretty sure if uh, oh, boy. but it helps with digestion. If it doesn't, if if that show doesn't work out, we just say, hey, you know what? We had to take the spleen out. We remove the we spleen. Remove the spleen. Harvest. We're all good. <laughs> That's and, right. And but I, I'm, our spleen was producing too much bile, and by popular demand, we had it removed. So by, by request. No. So now uh, with Josh in studio here, let's talk a little joshing around. This is one of our summer segments because uh, it's kind of fun to mix it up for the summertime. So Josh. I see you're playing with a spinner right. there. Here's the deal. You know what? If In case you guys get bored while I'm talking, because... Yeah, you better he, hand one of those over. Here's one thing that I can <laughs> promise you is I will never get bored of myself talking, uh, but I don't know how many I've of you I've got one like that, so let me, let me try the one that looks like the... the uh, people call them fidget shirkin, spinners. The one that looks like a, a Chinese right, throne so star. I've got, I've got here your, your typical your typical tri-spinner. Yes. Uh, very large and bulky, but the original. Yes. Just like Chen, we have one of those on our on our okay. uh, coffee table. This guy right here is a uh, like you said, it, it kind of looks like a throwing star. It's again, it's a tri spinner, but uh, shorter profile. Arms right. are a little bit more bent, so if you get it right, a little bit easier to to spin with. And it, it doesn't have the sealed ball bearings; it has actually individual bearings. Yep. This right here was my original favorite. This is called the Big Baller. Uh, it only has the two sides to it, but it has three ball bearings on the end so that if it's driving people nuts, then you can just spin those. Yep. And, and it looks like a bow tie kind of. And this right here is the ultimate. This is my hex spinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has, it's, it's got six sides. Uh, again, very low profile. Can you bring these uh, every week? Ev- <laughs> wherever you put your, wherever you stop it, uh, it is just tremendous. So oh, this is cool. this is my this is the ultimate. So we'll we'll rotate them around. Uh, as and Sebastian just poked his eye out with no, it. I didn't. My eyelashes. <laughs> good thing Super that we did. Sensitive. Uh, I won't. Devin Devin loves these as well, but he he likes to hold them up to his lips and yes. kind of feel. So yes. he has played with all of these. Oh, so just want you all. Just want <laughs> you all to know that we have some hand sanitizer during the break. We will get now. all cleaned now, up. These have been uh, th- these were huge, huge rage uh, in the last couple of months. Obviously, with the school year dying down, the kind of the buzz with these has uh, slowed down as well. But I just wanted to first off 
get your thoughts on how, how many of you have seen people playing with these before? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. Yes. How many of you personally own one? Uh, we own one, like the one Sebastian is holding. Now, uh, remember Kaipo Sotelo, who worked here in the radio station last summer and helped us with editing of some of the Building Great Leaders, the original podcast for that. He was an early adopter. Remember the the fidget uh, cube? The cube? Yes, yes. So he got one of those last fall when they were not really in mm-hmm. popular demand yet. And uh, I, he was an early adopter. He had it before Christmas, I believe. And so he was the first one I knew to have any fidget-type device, which is perfect for him because he's a fidgety person fidget anyway. That's when I was like, <laughs> you yeah. click a bunch of buttons. Yeah. Yes, it's right. got yeah. buttons. Yeah, it's I've got little See, book. I I've never thought of myself as a fidgeter, but it's just the same thing as somebody having a pen in their hand, just constantly clicking it or the people spinning the pens. Yep. I, I never got good at spinning the pen on my finger, but my wife back when we were dating she would always know where i was because she would hear yep this with my keys and i constantly spinning the keys around my hand it's better than biting your nails it's the, it's the uh, my original fidget spinner was with a honda key and my chevy key and my house keys and my michigan number yeah. one the only keychain that i've ever actually had really uh, when i was from when i was 16 and this right here the other is that the last time they were number one this is an original <laughs> i'm continuing on with my broadcast uh this is the <laughs> original actual skeleton key from my great great grandfather's tool chest really very cool stuff and so he I hasn't was, been able to get to his hammer in like a hundred years i was i was incredibly <laughs> send that back to him incredibly disappointed the one time that i lost my keys and they were gone uh i went with ted and michelle hamilton we went to the beach went off-roading went in his jeep went down to one of the beaches came back up this was down in uh, umatic i get back home my keys are gone. And I say, Ted, I think I left my keys in your truck. And so he looked. He said, nope, you didn't. And I drove all the way down to Umatic the next day, walked the entire village with my daughter, checking the side of the road to see if, if my keys were anywhere there, gone. Six months later, Annabelle walks up to me. Annabelle is probably two and a half years old. She walks up to me. And gives me my keys. She was in pneumatic that whole time. And I said, <laughs> I, I said, you are not coming home until you give me those keys. She was two when you dropped her off. <laughs> two and a half. In the living room, she walks up to gives me my keys, and I'm looking at it, and I see my Michigan one. I see oh, my wow. grandfather's skeleton key. I'm like, where did you get? And then Ted looks up, and he's just laughing. He's just laughing. He had given the keys to Annabelle. Come over, and I said, Ted, are you telling me? He said. Yeah, they were in the truck. I was <laughs> nice. I was cleaning them out, and uh, I found them. And it was all rusty, but I was so ecstatic to have my keys back because my original fidget yes. spinner had returned to me. Have you thought about retiring those and getting something a little more, you know, disposable just in case? No, see, uh, well, that's the. I mean, this this keychain uh, with the with the number one Michigan on it has. Uh, I'm guessing it cost me that three, is collectible three ninety five. Uh, but it's really this the skeleton key is, yeah. is, is that is cool is, is pretty that cool is stuff. Cool. So that was really what I was there's, bummed about. There's going to be a generation in this world that doesn't even know what a skeleton key yeah. is. They're going to think that's a piece of software so. or something. So my my thoughts is you know with, with <laughs> the fidget spinners. They're going to uh, think it's a piece of software. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> is that right? there's, wow. Yeah, isn't maybe Sebastian's heard that it, people call uh, hackers use skeleton key software to like break into systems and things yeah. like that because obviously it's a key that can break into everything yeah. is that right so it's like open a everything key. good well I'll tell you what, take your <laughs> take your spinners please rotate to the right 
Why don't you guys get a get a, a new option okay. here with these? Uh, oh, I can already tell been, you I don't like this one as there been, much. There have been a lot of controversy with these, and there actually been have entire school districts in the states that have banned these because of the uh, lack of attention that the students are, are putting on it. And while all that's going on, I'm in my classroom in front of my students with my fidget spinner. Uh, <laughs> well, I've seen it. there's a number of articles out there, but I don't know if any of them are independently verified. They're just opinion. It's all know, people's about, opinions. It's all about how, can the teacher handle it? And so when I have my, my students, hey, there's a time to use them. Uh, right now we're not using them. If I see, if you've got it in front of your face, spinning it like Sebastian was when he almost plucked his eye out, uh, then yes, we obviously we have a problem with it, and so you're focusing on that. But if you've got it down here by your side and you're spinning it while you're listening, that's that's good. No, no problems at all. Um, so I personally, once I got them, loved them. Uh, I shared it with uh, Kristen Lloyd, one of my fellow teachers. She loved it. Uh, I actually got one for Pastor, and Pastor has the one that you have right now, oh. Pastor Jared, the low profile. That was the one I recommended. Yeah, it's kind of low and slow. That that fits his personality. Well, it's not. It's <laughs> only. Let's go for a spin. <laughs> only slow because I've had that one the longest. I've spun that one the most. And oh, so okay. That my, would make sense. That would make of, sense. A lot of the grease from my fingers is yes. actually in okay, it. Okay, so. great, great, yeah, it's great. great. And you never it. know with what, what Devin has done to it either. So Yeah. I feel like yeah. if you yeah. grease this one up, it's kind of so. clunky. Yeah. You know, they have this uh, ball bearing oil that you can get for skateboard uh yeah, bearings so well i used wd-40 on one of them and it just killed it yeah that killed actually removes it. the grease so yes. you need this i've got this uh oil that andrew had for his abec seven yep. Yep. uh bearings Sorry, which are like this i think it's called red devil and it's this super lightweight oil penetrates down in there makes it See, I had, almost too fast i had my bike uh some of my bike triflow uh, oil that you use for the the brakes and thing mm-hmm. the brake lines and that that didn't work either. No, so no, no, I need no, to no, get no, some no, no, because no. these are actually they're they're skateboard ball bearings. Yes, there, right. and so I need to get I need to get some of that legit stuff to get. because yeah. out of the box I got these from Spinnercraft.com. Just tell them Josh sent you and they will have no idea who I am. Uh, but got these from Spinnercraft.com. As soon as I take them out of the box, spin it, and they're going for a good solid three and a half four minutes. Wow, so fun. And I just I really enjoy them. Uh, but when I saw the ones that Chris has right now, those the the large try, it just takes up a lot of space in your pocket. Yeah. Not very not you got your fingers got to be pretty right. wide with yep. it. Yep. So the yeah the ideal is you you hold it with your thumb and your index finger, and then I use my my ring finger because that's when you get a lot of the leverage with it. So my thumb and my I hold thumb and the index, and then I you can just really really <laughs> spin that one. So wow. You can hear that one. You can hear if you put it up to the mic. You hear that? Just it's a it's yeah, a beautiful sound. Yeah, because it's dragging. It's dragging. It That's really, what you hear. See the one that Sebastian has. There's a click in it. And if you don't hold it right, it'll die off real quick. Yeah, uh, you have to have it perfectly level, or else that's going to contribute to it. The smoothest down. one right now is the one that Devin has, the the mini try uh, with a bent yeah, arm. See, really enjoy that one. In my generation, I went to public school in lower elementary. They talked about the like perpetual motion machines, where you know there was there was a theory in Rotate. science that that uh, you could yes. create a device that you could start and it would never stop. Mm-hmm. Basically, perpetual yep. motion. And um, obviously, you can't actually do that with gravity and everything else. But that—that's what this reminds me of—is trying to come up with a perpetual motion device. Like, how long can something spin? Yep. And they're uh, just—they are—they are a lot of fun. Uh, I, I was in the—I was in the bank today, and so I'm like, I get to the point where it's one of those things. If I remember, I grab it. I don't like to keep it in my pocket all the time, but if I'm going somewhere, I just—I love having it in my pocket. And it's just—it's just something. But I don't know any tricks. You watch—you can Google it. Watch some of the tricks oh, yeah. that people can do. It's like. 
Wow. Someone here locally did a video, and it, they made it kind of like a superhero-type combat. Yep. They, they made a little YouTube video, and they all come out with their spinners and throwing them at each other, and they catch them, and they keep spinning and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's just pretty impressive. I am yeah. not anything like that. I just I spin it to win it, so it's fun stuff. Yeah, it is, uh, it is fun. I like spinning it and then setting it down on the table. Let's yep. see. These so, are ABEC <laughs> 7. So that that means that these uh, ball bearings on the sides, the ABEX sevens. That's a that's a very so these bearings right here are very high speed bearings. The ABEX rating. I had to learn this when my son mm-hmm. was really into skateboards, but it's like a a rating that they use for like um, NASA, and and uh, it's the quality of bearings, like the perfection level of the bearings, and. Um, uh, there are certain standards, like you can't use below a certain standard if you're using it for a certain type of product. And I think NASA requires minimum of ABEX 7 or ABEX 8, something like that, for their for their bearings. I saw and, and you get them made out of different materials. The ceramic yeah. is the really, really fast yes, ones. Right. I saw a picture of uh, Inception was made in 2017 at the end <laughs> it, of the movie. Instead using, of <laughs> they'd be using that. They'd be using one of these instead of the uh, little... Yeah, uh, the, oh, instead of a top, top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. Okay, Josh, I'm glad, I'm, one more time. I'm glad you're able to uh, fidget your way through the summertime. Uh, and speaking, do we have any more, do we have Ooh, any more time? Like this we got? Yeah, we got, sure, okay. we got two or three uh, minutes. Because the other thing that I wanted to talk through as you're going this is just, it's summer vacation, but I want to take another level of summer vacation to your actual family vacation. And I want you to think back through memories of your family vacation. <laughs> Mine goes back to, stop the tears, son, stop the tears, it's okay. Uh because we try to do stuff fun uh, each year, make some good memories, and my mom and dad did a great job with that. We would always get with our aunt and uncle once a year, take a week off, and go to Bud Lake, Michigan. About a three-and-a-half-hour drive north. It's, it's kind of in the Midland, Michigan area. Basically, you make your hand into a thumb and kind of point to the knuckle on your middle finger. Uh, but again, I could be completely wrong because I was 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 when we were doing that. And I, I just knew it was a three-and-a-half-hour drive. Uh, we take our bikes with us, and the coolest, it was my grandfather's cabin. And what made it the ultimate is it had an outhouse. And that was amazing. There was no indoor plumbing. Early on, there was just a manual water pump out in the back where you had to get that bad boy cranking up and down, prime the pump, get the water coming. Uh, and that's where we get our water. I love brushing our teeth out there because you're kind of trying to brush while you're while you get the you got one hand on the pump, one hand there, and trying to throw your mouth underneath of it while it's still coming out. So you get several cranks going, throw your mouth under it, and it's just gushing out. And instead of getting in your mouth, it's basically taking your whole shower. And we initially did take our entire shower. So one of the that. summers at Bud Lake is that when you stole your grandpa's key to his toolbox? Uh that was a different grandfather. That oh, was okay. that was only my grandpa. It was my great great, great grandpa's great toolbox. Great grandpa. Wow. Which by the way was given to me. Okay, so, all right. Just checking. So, uh and then my uh, uh my uncle had a boat, speedboat, so we'd go out on the lake nice. and we go I was I was never old enough to do the skiing, but we did the tubing. And he'd crank those things in the 180, and we'd go flying off. And it, use it, real it, tubes, like yeah. real car yep. tubes. Yep. yep. It uh, early on, and then we, you know we upgraded as as technology increased. But it was just so fun when you were watching the person, and you're going fast enough to where when you fall off, you like skip across yes. the water. It's just ah, it's just a memory that you just can't get out of your mind. And now it's not quite as fun when it's you when you're the person skipping across yeah. the water. Yep. 
Uh, so just a lot of fun with that. And then we would go to Dairy Queen, sticking with the ice cream theme, go to Dairy mm. Queen. And I don't know if you guys remember when they served the ice cream in the baseball caps. Yes, yes, yes. And you yes. could pick what team. So we had uh, the Royals both. and the Cardinals. You could pick what team. Well, we're from a two-team state. So the franchise, the Dairy Queens in Missouri, had Cardinals and Royals. You could pick a team? You could. See, ours was complete luck of the draw. They had everybody. Oh, really? Yeah, they had everybody. Maybe I just remember getting those. And Maybe so, they did have more. Yeah, I remember getting the Kansas City Royals and thinking, this is horrible. Why? <laughs> Why? And then the next thing you get is that you get the, at that time, they were the California Angels. Yes, the Angels. I do remember and that. The little was, red hat with the A and yeah. the little wing on it. So yeah. there was just, I can't. I can't believe I do it. remember that. You could get a, a that was, uh, we'd get Dilly Bars, Peanut Buster yes. Parfaits, and then we get bars. the ice cream sundae in the uh, stadium hat. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I didn't really even, my favorite was the, um, was it the Mr. Misty Float? I think that's what oh, it was called, the Mr. Misty too. Float, because yep. it was a slushy yep. with the ice yep. cream, and you couldn't get those in the hat. So you, it was like a sacrifice of, I it's wanted like, to get uh, the Mr. Misty yeah. Float, but I want the baseball hat. And fortunately, my dad would always step up to the plate, and he'd get the Sunday with the hat, and then he'd give that to us. Nice. And that was just some tremendous family memories. The Dairy Queen Brazier Store—that's what they called it. It wasn't—it wasn't Dairy Queen hamburgers or Dairy Queen. It was Dairy Queen Brazier because they braise the yeah. beef. Brazier. Yeah. Yes, Dairy Queen Brazier. Uh, I remember that. I didn't it even might, might have been before your time. I didn't even know that they served meat yeah. at that point in time. I, yes. I think all yes. that the one that they served it became DQ eventually. Yeah, but yeah. It, it wasn't even a it wasn't even a walk in. It was just a it was just a, a stand on the outside um, and wait in line and they bring your ice cream to you. Nice, just tremendous. It was so so much fun. It was kind of like the reason that I once we were older and the first time I went to Disneyland uh, with my wife's family. Uh, it wasn't about going to Disneyland. It was about being next to the Krispy Kreme. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, so the, that the was, food is a big part of vacationing. That was my favorite item to stand in line for until until I learned what In-N-Out Burger was. Mm, I've not oh, been. Oh, my. I've heard that's very changing. good. So you guys got any, any good family vacations growing up? <laughs> Man, you got me thinking about food so much. I want to mention that one of my best <clears throat> as a parent vacations was we met up with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law in Pennsylvania and we went to and we have a lot of Pennsylvanian listeners here so uh Knobles amusement park in in Pennsylvania it's a classic amusement park they buy the old rides from all the other amusement parks but they were on we had heard about them through food network they had the best park food of any amusement park in America they and so they have like lawyers because of all the old, <laughs> yeah, the old equipment, yeah, they it's bought. all the stuff that people <laughs> fell out of. But yeah, it was it was a waiver. <laughs> but they you had the waiver, great rides and uh, great food, and we yeah we had an awesome time. So yeah, we good we, elephant ears. That's they had, how they I, did have elephant ears. That's yes. how I judge a, a, a yes, theme elephant park ears or or um, in Miz- of course in the Midwest we had uh, funnel cake, which yep. was like the big everyone wanted funnel cake. Yeah, and then you regret it later, <laughs> like buying a cowboy hat. <laughs> uh, okay, Sebastian, you ever have a family vacation? Um, probably my favorite is uh, usually every summer my my mom and dad would meet about halfway so that we can go see my dad for part of the summer. And uh, my favorite part was uh, I think we were driving down. One of the times we came down, uh, we met in Tennessee and we went to Graceland. And I've been there. Yeah, and uh, you know Elvis's house. Yes, and Beale Street, and then we. 
I think he rode around in a horse, the little cab with the horses. Horse and buggy? Yeah, horse and buggy. And then uh, then we went down to Baton Rouge and in Louisiana. This is pre-Katrina as well. Uh, yeah, so wow. that was fun going to all those places. Yeah. And uh, did the Elvis uh, house make an impression on you? Like, do you wear leopard print or <laughs> Peanut butter velvet? and banana sandwiches? Peanut butter and banana. No. Although sometimes I've been called Elvis because of my... I used to have hair that was a bit more Elvis. Yes, I, I had the same. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Lies. All right, Chris, what about your uh, favorite vacation? Uh, I knew you were going to ask about this. You know, we didn't take family vacations. Uh, that was something that uh, my friends would say, we're going here, we're going there. We didn't really do that, to be honest. And I don't really do that now. Either. Is it because you had summer jobs that you enjoyed so much? <laughs> you loved every summer job. You didn't want to take time off? No. No, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why, but I never really understood. The but you do vacations. You do fun family things. It's just you guys wouldn't like get in the station wagon and drive to the other side of the country to do it. No, never done anything like that. No, sorry. Jeez. <laughs> no, I know. And then uh, the the other thing is, um, I I never actually understood because I don't. First of all, I don't like what I call manufactured fun. True. Where, where people go, we would hang around our extended family. Mine's going to turn into a rant all of a sudden here. But oh, here we, we go. Would, no, not Thank really. Thank you, Debbie Downer. <laughs> not really. But, but they, they would say, uh, we're, we're going to, you know, I had extended family. This, we're going to go to this place and have a, have a fun time. And I would always be like, what do you, what, I don't, I don't pre-plan fun time you know, like i would always that never under i never understood so what that meant you never you never no. experienced the opportunity where your family actually made t-shirts that said no we wished upon a star and here we are <laughs> oh god giant no, mickey no, because no, no. That was not <laughs> our style. Might have done. Uh, let's <laughs> just say that either. that was not the Taylor side of the family. <laughs> oh, that boy. was another side of the family on the, one of the vacations <laughs> that we went to and we got yeah. there and passing out the family t-shirts and i look at it and it's we wished upon a star and here we are 2010 and i'm just thinking yeah no no this is that's because there's a lot of sisters in that family right (laughs) (laughs) no no brothers i am am not going any farther than that one my kids would run away if we did that so well hey guys uh (laughs) you know the good thing is being on the radio every friday afternoon from three to five is like being on vacation every week. Vacation for your ears. Our our listeners, they might need a vacation from this vacation, so we're going to take a short break. Guys, thank you. Thanks for joshing around with us. Josh, and thanks for the spinners, man. That's fun. I like that one with the six. I'm telling you, the Hex six is, pointed. is a good one. So, uh, and listeners, stick around. we got more live till five, including some Stranger Than Fiction, a little more on our topic of the day, ice cream. And then I want to talk a little bit about beach glass. We have a number of people that collect beach glass. I want to talk about especially the Coca-Cola beach glass that is all over the place here on Guam. So stick around a little more live till five after this short break. Accent. 
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's 4.32 p.m. on this Friday, July 7th. Glad to have you with us today. Been having a lot of fun on the show. Hopefully you are somewhat entertained and encouraged as you wrap up your week. Some of you might be listening at work. Hope you have a great rest of the work shift or whatever shift you are on. Maybe you're driving around with the kids in the car. Hi, kids. Glad you're listening. Keep the radio right on this dial. Matter of fact, for all of you kids, what you can do is you can hold the little button in on each number so that it programs every number of the stations to 88.1 FM. You can do that right now. Just hold in number one for like three seconds till it beeps, then hold in number two, and it'll make all your radio stations to this station so you never accidentally listen to something else. That would be great. And uh, glad you guys are with us today. We do rebroadcast from noon to 2 on Saturdays and 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. So if you missed part of the show, tune in for the rebound. Be glad to have you listening in whenever you can, wherever you can. Go to khmg.org. You can download the podcast as well. And go to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. We'd love to hear from you. You know, we can track who clicks on our page and how many new people follow us and things like that. You can send us a note, give us a thumbs up. We appreciate all that. And then also you're going to be notified when we upload new things to the Facebook page and to our website if you follow us on Facebook. Now, it is July, and there are a number of offbeat holidays you can celebrate in July, according to Mental Floss. Here's a few of them. Uh, first one they list here is actually kind of goes along with our theme. Ice cream flavor day, 1984, Ronald Reagan deemed July national ice cream month. And the third Sunday of this month is national ice cream day. Uh, let's see. World UFO day. Not so interested in that one. The 4th of July, a little more obscure holiday is called sidewalk egg frying day. And basically, you know, when people say the phrase, oh, it's so hot outside, you can fry an egg. Well, you can actually try it on the 4th of July. Just missed that one. International Kissing Day, I already mentioned. July 8th. Yesterday was International Town Cry. Oh, no, tomorrow. I'm sorry. International Town Criers Day. Hear ye, hear ye. Before there was Twitter, CNN, and even a newspaper, every respectable town had a town crier who kept the good public abreast of all relevant comings and goings. Today, you have a you have full permission to shout your appreciation from the rooftops. That's how they would want it. July 8th, International Town Criers Day. The 10th, Teddy Bear Picnic Day. I know people who've done that before. Slurpee Day is July 11th. If you've never had a Slurpee, okay, uh, if you go to Kmart here on Guam, you go up to the checkout, they have a little icy machine, I-C-E-E. When I was a kid and we'd go to Kmart weekly, that was my favorite thing to get, the Coca-Cola Icy. A Slurpee is very similar. It's a ice drink. They have a similar slushy-type drink at the Circle K's here on Guam, but it's uh, July 11th. You can celebrate that. Also, World Population Day on the 11th. July 13th, National French Friday coming up uh, next week. 14th, uh, Bastille Day. So you can storm the local Bastille in, in memory of Bastille Day. Let's see here. Uh, uh, Yellow Pig Day. So it's a figment. This is on the 17th. A figment of two mathematicians' imaginations in the 1960s. Uh, Let's see. The 17 eyelashed yellow pig was born from an intense study of the fascinating properties of the number 17. 
Hampshire College Summer Studies in Mathematics has kept the yellow flame alive every year with Yellow Pig Math Days and even a special conference held in 2006. Okay, so interesting. National Flitch Day is coming up. Dunerism Spay on July 22nd. Maybe you've heard of this. We might have talked about this one time. Uh, with Nick Brown, who was really good with all these word games. July 22nd is Dunerism Spay. Birthday of Reverend William Archibald Spooner, 1844, London, also marks the celebration of the famous slip of the tongue named after him. A Spoonerism was originally the accidental switch of consonants or vowels, but has also since become popular wordplay game, Spoonerisms. So they call it Dunerism Spay on July 22nd. It's like... um. You ever heard someone say they're going to tell you the tale of Beeping Slooty with Sleeping Beauty? They just get the first two letters mixed up. Uh, Let's see here. There are a few other ones. Bagpipe Appreciation Day is coming up on July 27th, which is always fun. And National Lasagna Day, July 29th. So there you go. Different observances for this month. Let's talk a little bit about ice cream since that is our theme of the day. Here are some ice cream consumption statistics. Baskin-Robbins saw sales drop by $496 million to $496 million from $570 million from 2009 to 2011. Stone Cold Creamery went from revenue declines in 2011 to a sale of their controlling interest in 2013. Nestle's various brands of ice cream account for $1.8 billion of the total market. A bulk ice cream sales comes from store-bought varieties, indicating that consumers are very conscious about the price of their sweet treat. 40% of the American of Americans will eat ice cream at least once during the two-week period, which is just below coffee consumption. Ice cream consumption over the last 25 years has dropped from 41.3 times per year in the U.S. to 28.5 times per year, probably a for health reasons or for because there's more of a variety for other things to eat as treats. I'm just guessing on that. Let's see here. At the end of last year, there were an estimated 2,582 frozen yogurt stores, which is double the number that existed in 2008. In 2014, Americans ate just 22.8 pounds per person. Just, that's a lot. Uh, 2005 per capita consumption of ice cream, sherbet, and frozen yogurt was about 25.2 pounds. So it's actually gone down three pounds per year. Now, who's eating ice cream today? Well, the United States leads the world in ice cream consumption. 26 liters of ice cream per person consumed per year. New Zealand comes in second at 23 liters. Denmark ranked fourth in the world. Australia's third. Residents of Portland, Oregon eat more ice cream per person than any other city in the United States. The top city for ice cream sales, however, is Long Beach, California. Vending machines that sell ice cream contribute to $886 million to the industry, even though they have very little, if any, dairy products in them. Uh, United States exports 60,000 metric tons of ice cream to Canada, Mexico, and the Caribbean. 90% of the U.S. households regularly indulge in the sweet frozen treat. So America is in love with ice cream is basically what that all boils down to. It takes 12 pounds of milk to make just one gallon of ice cream. Did you know that? Average American eats about 48 pints of ice cream per year. Uh, The only dessert item that has a higher sale in the U.S. than ice cream is cookies. So even cake doesn't sell as much as ice cream. 
ancient Greeks ate a crude form of ice cream in the 5th century BC. The first ice cream parlor in the U.S. was in New York City. And guess what year? 1776. The ice cream cone was reportedly invented in St. Louis in 1904 when a vendor ran out of dishes and teamed up with a waffle maker so he could keep selling his ice cream. Many people dispute this story, though. The most popular flavor, of course, is uh, vanilla. Some of the weirdest flavors of ice cream have been manufactured to include avocado, garlic, jalapeno, and dill pickle. Uh, The flavors cookies and cream invented in 1983 and the flavor cookie dough was invented in 1991. Yes, they did not have chocolate chip cookie dough when I was a kid. Let's see here. And in weighted, it, it the largest ice cream cone ever, 554,917 pounds. It was so big, they had to make it on the main floor of a mall. After the record was officially met, it was sold, and the proceeds all went to charity. Those are different things about ice cream that maybe you just didn't know because it's kind of trivial. Let's talk about some Stranger Than Fiction stories, then we'll take a break and come back and wrap up the show with talk about beach glass. Uh, There's a reason why they call, uh, you know, criminals not the smartest, um, you know, and sometimes they'll say like stupid criminal stories, whatever, but these are just stories that popped up in the news, like this one here, Oklahoma City, two days ago. Uh, No, yesterday, I'm sorry, Oklahoma City. Police say a fight over Star Trek and Star Wars led to an assault in the metro. Jerome Dwayne Wyatt, 23, was arrested on July 1st on a complaint of assault and battery, possession of marijuana, and outstanding Oklahoma Oklahoma County warrants. Oklahoma City Police Department report shows that Wyatt and other men were in the living room of an apartment uh, when they began arguing if Star Wars or Star Trek was better. The victim told police he became frustrated and stated... Uh, uh, basically just called him a name and then went to his room. But then basically he got shoved to the ground and this guy just went ballistic on him, arguing that Star Wars versus Star Trek. How about this one? There's actually a video of this on Fox. just came up yesterday as well. And as a kite boarder, I won't even read the article, but basically a kite boarder was riding along and he had his GoPro on the kite board up on the parachute portion uh facing down at him recording himself and it records him going right over the back of a humpback whale it's really cool he was totally shocked by it himself he didn't know it was going to happen and then there's some pictures out there now of this extremely rare pale tiger photographed for the first time ever a rare pale tiger has been photographed in southern india for the first time that one has ever been captured on film. And it does look very interesting. If you look at it, the way the stripes are different, the coloring is different. And basically, it's a different kind of white tiger. It's different than the white tiger or the Bengal tiger. And it's a genetic mutation that causes color morphism. Very interesting, this pale tiger. You should uh, look it up. And then finally, in Reuters, oddly enough, the title, German teen suspected of shooting toy gun at Thai King. German prosecutors said Wednesday they were investigating 14-year-old boys suspected of shooting plastic bullets from a toy gun at the King of Thailand, who was cycling near Munich this month. The King was not hurt. Excuse me. The unidentified youth, together with 13-year-old boy 
who is too young to be investigated, is suspected of having fired a gun from the garden house window at a group of cyclists that included King Maha uh, Vangelorn, regular visitor to Bavaria, and his entourage. So it was an airsoft pistol, basically, this kid shot at the king of Thailand. Of all people, do not shoot strangers, and especially do not shoot the king of Thailand. That is, if he would have been in Thailand and done that... That child would have been in deep, deep, deep trouble. So let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about beach glass, a couple other things as we wrap up the show. Hope you're having a good afternoon. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host of Live Till 5. It's 4.44 p.m. on Friday, July 7th. Glad you're with us today. Stick around for more Live Till 5 after this. Back 4.49 p.m. on this Friday, July 7th on Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Glad to have you with us today. Came across an article this week, Coca-Cola Bottle Man's blog. This is a very interesting little blog. Came out on the 3rd of July. He wrote this, Coca-Cola has been with our military through the years, aboard ships with our Navy, and found on bases across the globe. I thought for Memorial Day, he wrote this in Memorial Day, but he released this this week. December 1941, Robert Woodruff announced the Coca-Cola Company's wartime policy. Quote, we will see that every man in uniform gets a bottle of Coca-Cola for five cents wherever he is and whatever it costs the company. 1943, General Dwight D. Eisenhower sent a telegram requesting 10 mobile bottling plants to be sent to European warfront. The cablegram also requested 3 million bottles and complete equipment necessary for producing the same quantity twice monthly to be sent. Before 1944, small portable bottling units capable of being hauled behind Jeeps were used. 1944, more permanent installations showed up in the Pacific and European war theaters. Bottle production began in 1943. The bottles were to be made using clear glass and no city or state markings on the bottom. There are two theories about why clear glass was used instead of normal Coke green in manufacturing these bottles. One was it made the bottles easily identifiable as military bottles. The other was that copper was needed to create Coke green glass. And due to the shortage of copper, it was necessary to manufacture them with clear glass. This latter theory may not be correct since the U.S. Coca-Cola bottles manufactured during the war years were still the standard Coke green glass. Very interesting. First bottle manufactured in 1943 was simply, uh, it gives like the little bottle number here, clear glass with the city-state markings. New bottle mold would not be made quickly to allow a different style bottle for military use. 
1944, the new style bottle began production with the word trademark below Coca-Cola script. The bottle was produced till 1946. Over 5 billion bottles were served to our troops during World War II. Very interesting. I've been uh, collecting little pieces of Coke bottles as I go running the beaches on Guam. I always am looking for beach glass. Very interesting. There are whole websites. Even Coca-Cola itself has a whole page. If you look up Sea Glass or Coca-Cola Sea Glass, Coca-Cola, the company, has a page just about collecting their glass on the beaches. And it's just beautiful. Honestly, it's a certain color that only their green glass or other green glasses uh, look like. But basically, they kind of corroborate the the blogger that I just read. And they say, this is on the Coca-Cola website, in Japan, contour Coke bottles have gone through similar artistic rebirth of sorts. Coke shipped thousands of bottles to servicemen stationed overseas during World War II, including Okinawa and the Ryukyu Islands. When residents returned to their war-torn islands, some resourceful artists began collecting discarded Coke bottles and repurposing them into everything from simple glass bulbs to exquisitely patterned vases. Known as Ryukyu Glass, it has developed into trademark craft on the island and major tourism attraction. More recently, designer Oki Sato transformed the contour bottles into elegant green glass tableware as part of the Coca-Cola Japan's ongoing program in design sustainability. And basically now the Coca-Cola glass is in demand by jewelry makers because it's getting more and more rare. And if you look up sea glass, particularly the uh, seafoam green sea glass and historic Coca-Cola bottles, it's just beautiful. It's a, it's a very unique, vintage-looking color. And uh, because this has been around for over 100 years, it's just neat to find it on the beach. Here's one little article from another website that just specifically is a uh, sea glass website. By the early 1900s, America saw a surge in mass bottle production, and Coca-Cola is one of the front runners using a soft, greenish-colored bottle. By 1909, over 400 bottling plants were functioning. By 1916, the famous contour bottle, or the hobble skirt bottle, was being manufactured. By the 1920s, six-packs were being marketed. The beautiful, voluptuous, and fairly thick Coke glass bottle became well-recognized. So, and of course... These bottles are thrown into the ocean and they've been tumbled around and broken and the pieces, all the rough edges get worn off and eventually they become this beautiful, soft, little, almost like a little jewel. And the seafoam color of the Coke bottle uh, has remained the same uh, with a standardized shape, only slight variations from the greener to bluer hues. Uh, The major difference in the soft aquamarine color was due to the natural impurities of iron in the sand. Slight variations from green and blue may be a result of mixing and melting of the glass. And so the original Coke bottle, by the way, the shape was uh, was kind of designed off of the uh, coca, coca plant. It was kind of that same shape and had the little ribs. If you ever look at a, a cocoa pod, it looks a little bit like a Coca-Cola bottle. And that's where the idea came from. And it is fun to collect it. If you ever see a little jewel-colored piece of glass on the beach, you should pick it up. And if you don't keep it, bring it to me. I really like those. And uh, it's amazing how much of the beach glass is from Coca-Cola bottles. And some of them are very collectible. And you can look it up online and, you know, see if it's worth anything, especially if you find a whole Coca-Cola bottle. So I want to take one other quick break. And when I come back, we're going to just wrap up the show for the hour. You're listening to Live Till 5. 
I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. It is 4.55 p.m. Be back in just two minutes. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. While I'm on this old tedious journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand. Welcome back to the last two or three minutes of Live Till Five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It's been a great day. Thanks to Sebastian and Josh, Chris, Devin coming by the studio as well. And uh, thank you for listening. We've been doing this for 223 episodes, and it's always fun. It's always different. I hope it's entertaining for you. If you ever miss part of the show, you can tune in on Saturdays from noon to 2, Sundays from 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound. Download the podcast through khmg.org. That's khmg.org. We have the podcast of this show as well as many other great shows that are produced here at KHMG Harvest Family Radio. And uh, we just love spending the time with you. And let me just give you one final word of encouragement or invitation. As you enter the weekend, just make sure that you set your priorities on the most important things. Make sure that you are taking time to go and worship the Lord with a group of believers where you're opening the word, learning about God from his word, singing his praises in a way that glorifies him, and that you're serving one another, not just going to be blessed, but to be a blessing, as many people say. You know, it's very important. If you don't have a church home, I would encourage you, come visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church. 10.30 a.m. is our Sunday morning worship service. We're over in the gym, the Family Life Center. We'd love to have you. And if you ever come, come up and introduce yourself. I'm Pastor Jared Baldwin. I'm one of the assistant pastors here at the church. I'd love to meet you face-to-face. It's always encouraging to me when I know someone's listening to the radio and that that's how they heard about our church service. And that wraps up our two hours of Live Till 5. Wow, that went by quick. You're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.